Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life. Today, I'm going to learn about something new. This I was not familiar with this organization that is uh, in Waco now. It's called Mentoring Alliance, and what they do is provide after-school care for kids, but in an environment that nurtures them and builds them up spiritually and it just provides a safe place as so many parents are working and what do you do in those that period of time after the school bell rings to let him out. So uh, Ann Ferguson is here with us. Are you the CEO of this or no, what's our, your title? Yeah, no, great question. I'm currently the interim executive director for our Waco operation. We do have a, a, a location in Tyler as well. And I'm also the VP of program development. So I get the honor of building our programs and helping our teams in all regions really make it great. And along with you, DeLorean Stredick, who yes, is... I know we're supposed to call you D-Lo, is that right? You totally I can. Know. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> game. And, and you have been uh, been over the summer camps mm-hmm. and the things that have been going on yeah. this summer. So let's start off and talk about that. Um, first of all, how did you get involved with Mentoring Alliance? So I spent a lot of my, like, college years serving at a different summer camp called Pine Cove. Oh, yeah, I've heard and of then, it, sure. Yeah, and then I did their Forge program, which was like a – eight-month intense time of me being developed as a person and as a leader. And then in that, some of my what I call Forge brothers already worked at Mentoring Alliance. And just from hearing about, like, the things that Mentoring Alliance cares about and then seeing the way that that impacted them made me go, like, what is this place? Like, it sounds like literally what I want to do. And so I looked into it, and then I ended up in Waco. Very good. And, and Anna, I know your folks from where you grew up. I did. Yeah. I'm a Waco native, Waco ISD product, yeah. um, kindergarten through um, 12th grade, Baylor grad, and just um, Waco is home for me in, in every way. So, But now you spent some time on the mission field, I right? I did. That's right. So um, I moved to Dallas after graduating from Baylor. I've been a nonprofit my whole career. Spent about 10 years doing international work um, going between Dallas and Zambia, Africa, which was hmm. incredible. Um, and then just felt the tug to be home, and so uh, moved back to Waco a little over a year ago, and just thrilled, thrilled to be home. So. But you had been in Tyler with Mentoring right. Alliance, so you've been with Mentoring right. Alliance for a few years. For about a little over three years now, so got to spend some time in our Tyler office, which is where everything got started, 
and uh, just really learned the ropes there. And then it's been a joy to get to be a part of helping us build the program here in Waco. So let's talk about the origins of it. How, yeah. how old is this organization? Yeah, so uh, if we go way back, we actually started as the Boys and Girls Club of East Texas in really? the 90s. And so a group of pastors in the Tyler area saw a need for kids to have a place to go in those critical after-school hours. Mm -hmm. And so they got together and they, they became a Boys and Girls Club and started serving kids all throughout the East Texas community. Um, around 2013 or so, they had hit some rough spots and felt like they needed a fresh start. And they brought in um, Kevin East, who is our current CEO, and said, you know, help us sort of regain our footing and, and rebuild. And um, part of that was really reorienting the organization to be Christ-centered. And that was a really important part of their mission. So it hadn't been before? Or was it all just sort of, It was there, there. Yeah. yeah, but I think, you know, it was, it was not necessarily a solid part of the mission. And so mm -hmm. um, they just kind of wanted to reorient a little bit. So he came in and um, really helped rebuild a lot of things, which is great. And over time, he has a background in Pine Cove as well. And obviously, summer is also a time when kids in our community need a, a safe, oh, enriching yeah. place to go. And so summer camp got added. And then over time, um, we worked with a couple of local churches to take on a one-on-one -on -one mentoring program. And so when all of that kind of came together, it really seemed like we needed a different name to really express who we are. And that's where Mentoring Alliance came from, this idea that we really believe in mentoring. Mm -hmm. And we see it take shape in all of these different programs. But that's the core center you know, mission for us is mentorship and relationships. And we just do that in these different settings at times when kids and families really need just another person in the equation. And so um, so we've been operating as a mentoring alliance in Tyler for almost 10 years. Okay. And then um, uh, in the last five or so, the board and the leadership really felt a calling to, to pursue possible expansion and to just look at opportunities for that. And Waco became a community they felt um, was a great um, option. And so in the summer of 2021, uh, we launched here. We actually took over what was the Boys and Girls Club here. We're in their facility mm -hmm. now and continued operating. And where is that located? So we're in North Waco. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with the old North Waco Elementary, we're right across the street at 21st and Alexander. Mm -hmm. So um, we're right in the middle of that community, and we serve schools right now for after school in that area. And so we're really grateful to get to be a part of that community and serve in it. Mm -hmm. So how does this model work? Uh, is there a, a fee that you charge families, or how does that work? Yeah, so for after school and summer camp, and I, I didn't mention this, but one of the important things about kind of how we're shaped or how we are designed is that we typically work in schools. So in Tyler, just as a for instance, we've had a lot more time to build the model there. Right, you've been um, there 10 years. So that's yeah, right. Yeah. So our after school programs and our summer camp programs are actually in public schools. Okay. So we Good. work with... Um, what is it now, four districts in the Tyler area wow. to provide after-school services at 21 um, elementary schools. And we have camp at four um, locations there as well. And so um, our, our fees are really designed to make it accessible for anyone who needs the program. We know that not everybody's coming from the same circumstances. And so we've designed a model that allows families in the most need to be able to access our financial aid services. Mm -hmm bringing their rates down to much lower. So, for instance, here in Waco at our on-campus locations, um, families who need it the most would pay $14 a week, which is oh, yeah. a really affordable rate for after-school care. So yeah. um, we're really grateful that we've got the generosity of donors and supporters who help us 
make that possible. Mm -hmm. So do you do fundraisers and that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yes, that's part of it, it, right? That's exactly right. So um, we've had an annual luncheon here the last two um, spring seasons Uh called Celebrate the One, um, where we just get to celebrate um, all that God's doing and, and our staff and our kids. And we've had a lot of great support from that. Of course, we're still building here in Waco and um, eager to find opportunities to really invite the community and to be a part of what we're doing. Well, I'm I'm excited to learn more about it. I mean, like I said, I don't have little kids in school. My granddaughters live elsewhere. And I so I'm just sort of out of that whole that whole scene. And and um, yeah, I I mean, it's it's I know, though, how crucial it is for a family to have people that they can trust to leave their kids with so let's talk about the summer camps though let's talk about what all you did um and so how it was one particular campus one Mm -hmm. there at the robinson elementary oh you were at robinson yes ma'am yeah uh it was really really sweet and really really fun uh me and the staffers there definitely jumped right into it uh and i mean just like some of the core things that MA cares about got to be, like, celebrated there at Robinson. Good. So what that looked like was just, like, us having, like, our campers, that's what we call them, during the summer who, like, we're waiting to see their counselors and we're waiting to, like, get on our water inflatables and the go-karts and, like, Plenty all the different fun, stuff to do. fun things that we have yeah. to do. And then also just, like, as somebody who's, like, site coordinator, getting to walk by in the mornings and see them, like, in the classrooms with teachers and still, like, building on the foundation of the last year to prepare them for the year that they're going into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then what kind of things have I mean? I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm imagining vacation Bible school, but that's, <laughs> not, what, yeah. that's not what it on is. Steroids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, on steroids. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's exactly how I would describe <laughs> it. It is very, very different because okay. I grew up going to VBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was very like, your mom, aunt, grandma, yeah, grandpa, whoever. Like peanut butter sandwiches. Super, that's what I remember. Super <laughs> chill. Summer camp is very different. Mm-hmm. And just from the school day and from VBS in the way that we are, like, constantly encouraging kids to, like, express themselves yeah. and to be excited about what group they're in and excited about what, like, the Lord is doing in them. And so they're walking through the hallways and it's loud and it's rowdy because they want to win the spirit stick. And, like, okay. it's so it's a lot different um, and a lot more encompassing, which I really, really love about it. Yeah. yeah. So how many kids? It, it was about, on average, I would say from, like, 65 to 75, even 80 kids. So we just had quite the span. Over how, how long a period of time, or just varied. Different yeah. ones would come different times. Yeah, so. it was eight weeks. And so we okay. had some kids, and this is, like, the really sweet part about Mentoring Alliance, is that we would have some kids come for, like, almost all eight weeks. Right. and Or we would have campers who – just came like the last week or you know people have vacations and so there's a lot of flexibility in what we offer and Uh that just gives us an opportunity to know them more intimately and more Mm -hmm. deeply Mm -hmm. and then we get to continue that into after school and so it creates like big circle that's really sweet for them and for us to grow relationships yeah so as the fall starts, Robinson is going to be a, a big part of what it y'all is. do, right? Yeah. yeah, we've been so fortunate. Robinson ISD has been a great partner for us. Um, I don't even exactly remember how we got connected to them, but almost right away it was clear that it was a really great partnership of just mm-hmm. similar values and, um, you know, just a great dynamic. Our teams have worked really, really well together. So it was so much fun to do camp this summer. I want to I want to mention something Dilo mentioned, but that is unique to our camp that you might have missed. 
I think is really special, um, Robinson ISD and all the districts we work with actually provide teachers to come in and do some academic instruction during the summer. So we call it Mega Minds. Important is it's that? It's so important, and so Monday they, through Thursday, yeah, because every day forget a lot. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So yeah. we do forty-five minutes of reading and forty-five minutes of math, and naturally, all the parents are like, "Yes," but uh, yeah, a, a natural question is, do the kids actually enjoy that? But our teachers do such a great job because they have a lot more freedom in the summer than they do during the school year. Mm-hmm. So they take their lessons and they match it to our camp themes and they yeah. make it fun, fun and campy and it fits our fits the camp culture and so you know kids actually have a fun time learning and we've done some research on it and what we've been able to determine is that kids who come to camp are able to to minimize or eliminate summer slide so they go back to school oh. next week more ready to learn because they, you know, naturally, if you're getting some academic instruction. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah it makes a big difference. Dust the cobwebs off, you know. Yeah, so, but our partnership with Robinson is continuing this fall. We're going to be doing after school at two of their campuses, their primary and their elementary schools. Uh, we thought we were going to have one site. It's turned into two, yeah. and we've had great demand. Um, we're probably going to be uh, serving around 120 students between those two campuses, and, and we're thrilled. Like Dilo said, a lot of the kids who are going to be at after school are kids we served this summer. I was going to say, you're going to know them. Yeah, so, yes. yeah. we just excited. get to continue yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Even today, we had some of our summer camp staff who are now working after school mm-hmm. talking about how giddy they are for school to start so that they can reconnect with these kids they had relationships with. And that's really, that's what it's about. Well, you know, I, and you would hope they come from good, solid families. But, you know, a lot of kids just, they they don't have some role models that can really, particularly, you know, young men. Do you have do you have guys that are working with these we kids? We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have some awesome guys on our team. In mm-hmm. fact, um, one of them is a Baylor graduate, just an incredible, solid, just incredible guy. And he's going to be leading one of our sites out in Robinson. And I think our kids are going to be so fortunate to have that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this ha- happened to me before. No, no worries. <laughs> the, the buzzing of technology. Right. Which kind of brings me to my next point. Kids are under such pressure. Yeah. And they're bombarded with so much just bizarre stuff mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel for parents of kids nowadays with what all, because of the technology and the phones and the social media and all the things that we know, um, can be good, but it can really, really mess with a kiddo's head. Mm-hmm. Do you have you seen some effects of that, um, Delo, and what you when working with the kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you do you say anything? You know, like just put it down and don't worry about it because little girls particularly mm-hmm. they can internalize yeah. a diss or whatever from somebody and some making fun or what I don't know, but it's magnified so much worse. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, and I would say like. So I'm kind of, I'm like young, I think. You are. <laughs> I think I might be the youngest person on staff right now, too. And so <laughs> it, it kind of is like a way for me to understand, though. Like, I I feel like I have a greater understanding for what they're experiencing yeah. because I grew up in, like, the beginning of, like, if anybody remembers, like, Vine and then came, like, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like, all those things. And so I'm not super remar- removed from it, uh, but I'm aware of it. And yeah. so... Right now, I've, as since I'm older, I've been processing through, like, how has what I've seen and, like, who I'm following, even on, like, mm-hmm. social media or whatever, how is that impacting me? 
And yeah. even for me to be the adult there, there are things that like I have to unpack and have to address um, in parts of my identity right now that like the Lord is still showing me like the truth in that. And so I get to see our staff do that with our kids as mm-hmm. well of like, cause they think for the girls, like you brought up the girls, like that they have to look a certain way um, or for girls and boys that they have to perform a certain way to be like accepted and to be loved. And so I love that it's like really, really difficult for our kids to leave mentoring Alliance and not know that they are valued as a person and not for what they do or what they post or what they wear, but just because of who they are. And like, so they leave better knowing that. And we like my prayer for our staffers, for my own growth and for our campers is that they would believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes a lot of work and a lot of investment and, us just moving with intentionality, something that we celebrate that I love to point out when my staffers get to do this is like have one-on-one with kids. And it's just amazing how whenever you have fun that it creates a space for them to say like, Hey, this is who I really am. And these are the things that I really struggle with because they Mm -hmm. open up and our staffers are so good about reminding them that they're loved or like literally taking the lies and like being like, Put that somewhere else. Like, it does not belong here. This is not who you are. Yeah. And it's, it's baby steps, like I said, like, for kids to come to a sure foundation in who they are. And we love journeying with them through that. Yeah, and they, they want to feel like they're a part of a group. They want to want to feel a part. And I think that's yeah. where some kids can really get off track that don't have that, mm-hmm. that they're just alone in a room, parents are working, whatever, or, you know, disengaged. And, and um they can get sucked into some really weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We really prioritize a sense of belonging for all of the kids in our program. We mm-hmm. want them to know, like Dilo said, that they're, they're, they have immense value and worth and dignity mm-hmm. just because they were created in the image of God. And so we try at every turn of the page to be a culture where kids feel accepted for who they are. And even today, you know, we're training our after-school staff this week, and just this morning we were we were talking about, you know, appropriate interactions and inappropriate interactions because we want to have a safe program. But one of the things we talked about is our words should always speak life into these kids, speaking identity into them, helping yes. coach and grow them and develop them. So a couple of fun things we do, specifically at camp, we have a red carpet that the kids walk every morning when they get to camp. It's oh, one really? of our favorite How parts of camp. How special. Exactly. Yeah. And so our staff work in the morning, and they cheer, and they make it a big deal. And we have music, and they get to dance down the carpet. And the message of that is you matter to us. Yes. To you, you are a VIP just because you're you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also really try to prioritize um, identifying character qualities in kids that we see in them. Mm-hmm. So they're getting to be celebrated for the uniqueness of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really invest in that. And so it really matters. And like Dilo said, we have an incredible staff who is there because they really believe in it and they believe in investing in the lives of these mm-hmm. kids. And they, they do such a great job at that. So much of what you're saying reminds me of the great Fred Rogers mm-hmm. and what he did in um, in that television show so many years ago because he knew there were kids at home watching that that didn't know how special they were and that's why so much of what he was trying to communicate to them was you're special you're you and you know Mm -hmm. it's it's just so easy for these kids to get sucked into uh, having to look like somebody else or you know I don't know there's a lot of pressure yeah 
And social media has certainly made our world smaller in some ways in that mm-hmm. it's just right at our fingertips all yeah. the time who we can compare ourselves to. And it's certainly a very real issue. And so mm-hmm. for the length of time we get kids, you know, we really want to be a different voice and, and be a voice of encouragement and positivity. And well, it life. sounds like there's an opportunity for really long-term mentoring through what you're doing with the and and see them basically kind of grow up which would just be awesome Mm -hmm. and then like you kind of grow into the program you know you're growing your own staff yeah that's right well that's what's fun we're even at a point not in Waco yet maybe someday but in Tyler we're even at the point where kids who kind of grew up in our program are now working in the program or they were we do have a one-on-one mentorship program so we have staff who are working with us in after school and summer camp and Tyler who were mentees and they got a mentor through mentoring Alliance and it had an impact on them. So they've turned around and now said, I want to give back. And it's really cool to get to see that, um, that whole cycle. And hopefully we'll just have more and more stories like that. Yeah. Now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about these two lovely ladies and what they're doing with mentoring Alliance. So stay with us. are back with uh, Ann Ferguson, who is the, um, <laughs> help me again. No, you're great. Executive director. Yes. Interim, interim, interim ex- executive yes. director. That's right. Mentoring Alliance. And the wonderful DeLorean, D'Lo Stretic, who is, um, she's one of the, one of the employees, but she's, uh, she was ahead of the camp and um, gearing up for a great after school thing so tell me about some of the other programs you have we've talked about after school care and so forth yep so after school and summer camp are obviously our our kind of big programs that we do in schools but we also have a one-on-one mentoring program called mentor connect and kind of think of a big brothers big sisters type of type of program where we match um men and women who are interested in mentoring a child in our community with a child um in need and so um it is you know, not as on the surface in some ways because we don't have an active program where they come and show up on certain days, but it's such an important part of who we are because it's in those mentoring relationships where we see so much transformation and change. And Mm so um, we just got that started about a year ago here in Waco. We had to get a few other things off the ground, and we are almost to 20 matches um, of mentors and mentees, and we're just so thrilled about that. We love hearing the stories of transformation. It's mutually transformative. Um, because a lot of times our mentors, they're eager to serve, eager to invest in a child and a family, but they may not have always had exposure to different kinds of cultures or different families or different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we always talk about as mentors, you think you're going to go in and be the one to really impact a child or a family, but it's, it goes both ways, um, because we're both learning in the process. And so, um, just a, a, a plug, I guess, if anybody is interested in mentoring, we do have kiddos who are who are waiting for men- mentors, and um, we'd be we just would love the opportunity to connect people. So, so what's involved with being? I presume you're working in this program as well. I I specifically work summer camp, okay, but okay. I talk to Rich often. He oversees that. Okay, mm-hmm. so but so I guess my you know practicality. What what's involved with being a mentor? Sure. So, um, of course, we go through a process of screening. We oh, want to make sure we're finding great people. You've got to be sure you don't have an axe murderer. Yes, exactly. Um, our <laughs> no axe murderers exa- need apply. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, but we, you know, we 
we really hope that we're finding mentors for life. Yeah. But um, we know that um, there's a certain season in the early stages of mentoring where our investment and our coaching is most beneficial. And so our program is designed to, to match people who we hope continue that relationship for the long haul. But our investment, our involvement in that is about a three-year process where we say we're going to really be hands-on and coach you f- through these first few years of this relationship, which means we're going to check in with you regularly. We're going to provide ongoing training. We're going to talk to the mentee and to their family and see how things are going with them. Um, we're going to do an annual sort of check-in conversation with everybody to see how it's going. And we just want to walk alongside of our of our mentors and mentees and their families for, for those first few years. Um, we do occasionally provide some fun activities and events for everybody mm-hmm. to come to together, yeah. um, which is really great. Um, so, but it's really life on life, and our, we encourage our mentors to find ways to connect with their mentees um, outside of our time with them. So that might mean going to church together on a Sunday. That might mean going to get ice cream. It might mean going to a baseball game, or our, ment- our mentors and mentees are very creative. They come up with all kinds of fun things to do. Um, which is awesome. And so it's really, we ask mentors to, to see their mentees a couple of times a month. Um, we don't want to have big, long gaps, right, where right. they haven't talked. Right, just check in regularly. Checking in, sure. checking yeah. in and, and seeing them and just finding out what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when we talk about mentoring, even at my church, there's a, a mentorship program for women. And sometimes it can be hard to get people to commit to being a mentor because it seems like this big, tall task, you know, and a lot of time, it can feel intimidating. Um, but our, our encouragement is that, you know, anybody can mentor. It's really just about inviting a child to be a part of your life or being Mm -hmm. a part of theirs. And, and that's really where the best mentorship happens. And uh, what about the mentee? How, how do they get in touch with you to? Yeah. So we, um, we find our mentees through a lot of different sources. Mm-hmm. So first, our program. Um, we know that there are kids in sure. our program and after school or summer They're camp. They're already aware of what you do and what you're about. Exactly. And so our staff can refer a child who they think um, is in need of a mentor. Mm-hmm. And then we work with the schools where we partner and talk to their staff and, and sort of educate them on our mentorship program. And we provide them with a referral form, a digital referral form, where they can recommend kids mm-hmm. um, to us for that. And so we're, we're just working every relationship we can where we know there's lots of kids who need mentors and so we're really trying to work in those avenues yeah identify them I guess it's got to be really rewarding for you Dilo right yeah it was really interesting too because I think it was like yesterday uh we have somebody who oversees mentor connect and he had on his shirt that said be the mentor that you wish you had and he was talking about how so many people like see that and they go so what are y'all doing yeah yeah, because I mean Everybody either either has somebody that like they looked up to, uh, who invested in them, and have they've gotten to see like the reward from that. Or you go, man, I look back and nobody was there, yeah, like to really right. tell me who I am, or nobody was there to like point me toward my full potential, or like nobody was there to tell me that I didn't have to be a product of where I came from. And so it's just like really rewarding in the way that. We get to be people who foster that, and it's just, like, a lot of days where I look at it, or I look at my staffers, and I go, it's kind of crazy that we get to do this. Like, my job right now is to, like, share the gospel and to remind people of who they are and to build them up in that, and that's just, like, the craziest thing ever. Like, I'm just honored to be a part of it, actually. I to do this. (laughs) I I literally can't believe it sometimes. I go, (laughs) what? 
this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's great. I just thoroughly enjoyed learning more about Mentoring Alliance from you both. I like to end these little interviews with a, it's a little questionnaire. It's similar to the one the late, great James Lipton would do inside mm. the actor's studio. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of ping pong these uh, these questions, but I'm going to start with uh, Delorean. I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Ooh. I would say it can be any word. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not worried about being a I would word. say the word uh, <laughs> grace right nice. now, which seems very, like, basic for what we do. But I think a lot of times, like, I have to realize that I get to give grace and receive it, like, yeah. daily and constantly. So that's been, like, a big mm -hmm. thing for me. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to ask Anne, what is your least favorite word? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. I was over here thinking about my yeah, favorite, favorite word. word. I see that. And now I've got to flip. That's flip right. And think <laughs> about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first thing that came to mind was no. <laughs> Isn't that okay, terrible? Yeah. Um, no, no. I've, I've, I've heard that before. Well, I mean, it's the first thing that came to mind. I'm sure there's I've something. I've also heard moist. My, yes, that too. That also I came to mind. I was literally thinking about Yes, it. no. I have a lot of friends who feel like that's the worst <laughs> possible word in the world. <laughs> okay. So I'll start with you on this one. Yeah. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I am... I am I'm really interested in new ideas that I've never heard before. So I love to learn. So when I sort of discover something I didn't know about or I've never really learned about, I just I just turn on. Like that is so exciting to me. And so, um, but I would also say it may be similar to that, like a new challenge, hmm. um, especially, I mean, even at work. If we have got a problem that we need to solve, I'm just like, ooh, I want to do that. That sounds interesting. So. Yeah. Well, there are probably some you'd just say not. It will. <laughs> fair enough. Too, fair enough. Anyway. Fair enough. I, I'll ask you the same question, mm. Dilo. What, what turns you on creatively and spiritually Ooh, yeah. and emotionally? That's good. Um, I would say, I don't know. I, first of all, really love children's books. Yeah. They really take me back to the basics, and they're okay. really fun. And just seeing other creativity helps. Uh, but also just like, I'm a big, like, life person. Like, mm -hmm. I'll take, like, little moments, and they will serve as, like, anchors for me in where I want to go or, like, who I want to be or what I want to do next. Yeah. So, like, a really small picture of this is I was telling somebody, my roommates, I was telling them about this parent from summer camp who literally drove their camper around to the front of the building. I was, like, tearing some things down. And they got out and admired her artwork on, like, the sidewalk and I was like, there's no way that they just got out just to do that, you yeah. know? And then they just looked at it and went, that's amazing, and, like, left. And so little things like that make yeah. me go, how mm -hmm. can I, like, go the extra mile to make people feel celebrated and, like, celebrate the one? And mm -hmm. so I just really take a lot from life yeah, and run with it. Yeah. Okay, so what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, busyness. Yeah. If I'm doing too much all the time and it's, like, everywhere, like, yeah. I'm at work, I'm at the store thinking about it, and then I'm going to sleep thinking about it, busyness is a killer. Yeah. So just having to really slow down and, like, create that space, because it won't happen if you don't mm -hmm. make time for it. Something is always going to come up, and so I just have to be really mindful yeah. in that way. 
What about you? I totally agree. I was going to say, I I wasn't necessarily going to use the word busy, but I was going to say lack of space Mm -hmm. or margin. You know, when you feel like you're overextended, Mm -hmm. it's sort of hard to tap into that part of you that wants to explore and to be creative. And for me, certainly to like invest in learning something new and trying different things. And so I totally agree with you, Bilo. I'm on the same page with you on that. Okay. What's your favorite sound, Anne? Oh, my niece and nephew. Oh, okay. The voice of my niece and nephew, okay. for sure. Just anytime they're around, it's just my favorite thing in the world. Okay. What about you, sound? Oh, I don't know. Does it have, can it be music? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if there's some kind of like jazz or something oh, yeah. that's like really, really relaxed. I Me love too. instruments and stuff, so I've been really like listening to that recently. Yeah. Okay. Okay, what sound do you hate? Do you know? Um, loud sirens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> or heard that from many people. Yes, yeah. any kind of big, loud, blaring noise mm-hmm. is not my favorite thing. I also heard so. alarm clock. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that fits. That's why I keep my phone on silent all the time. Blaring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't grow up with an upstairs. Mm-hmm. I just had like a... Right. Whatever you call it, regular home, yeah. single yeah. story. There yeah, you go. so you didn't want to go. So, yeah, Why whenever there's, like, things <laughs> happening, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Uh-huh. So that yeah. kind of gets me sometimes. Yeah. What other profession would you like to have tried? Mm. Or maybe still to try. You're, you're both very young. <laughs> um, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I really? always wanted okay. to go to law school, so mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a, a – a sad answer, but I guess secretly deep down as a kid, I always wanted to be a backup singer. So oh, okay. here's my fun one. There you go. All yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Two things. Mm-hmm. I have two. Okay. One, I grew up watching Cake Boss. <laughs> so I was oh, convinced yeah. that I was going to be like the next Carlos, like in that industry. I love that show, yeah. Now I just watch Is It Cake and I Dream. <laughs> um and another thing is You're a wedding to make us cake I was gonna say anytime. do you bake cakes no I don't um Those another pretty, thing is pretty interesting cakes he'd make mm-hmm. wait have you have you watched is it cake no no it's on Netflix so that's something new yes <laughs> they'll literally it. take like this microphone and, and it, then and it will be it yeah and they'll cut it and then <laughs> it's like a high stakes thing yes yeah. I love it and then the time crunch and then I always wanted to be a wedding coordinator too Oh, so like okay. ideally in the future, if I could have <laughs> a, in like an event venue yeah. and that just be like what I do, uh, I would love that. You you know a little bit about that. I was going to say, Dila, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. My mom's been a wedding coordinator forever. Her mother so. <laughs> did oh. so many weddings uh-huh. and I would sing for weddings. Uh-huh. She had this little bitty card. I would say, do you have your card with you? And her little hand would stick outside the door. And you see this little <laughs> card. It was time for us to start whatever the song mm-hmm. was. <laughs> that's, that's right. I grew I, up going I, to weddings. I bet you did. I spent a you lot of life at you weddings. You know all the ins so. and outs. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring, I'll bring her to work Is she still doing yes. weddings? She is. She, is yeah, she, she, she retired from Baylor several years ago, but right. she's still not as many as she used to do, but yeah. she still does quite a bit of weddings. She <laughs> loves it. And well, it's just, she runs She runs a tight ship. She I mean, it, does. It, it comes <laughs> off just perfect. But anyway, yes. yeah, that, that's so funny so you would fun. say that. Um, do you know what you would not want to do? professionally it's hard to narrow it down to a specific field but I would say um, probably anything that uh, I hate to use the word monotonous but because I really like new and different things mm-hmm. I think um, any kind of work that gives me purpose and an opportunity to grow is what really um, 
I gravitate towards. So it's hard to exactly nail it down, but um, yeah, something that yeah, would be kind of like watch, how the it's same made, routine. How it's made, where they're doing little widgets that are going yes. down. It, that would not be your. I would not do well at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I. And I know there's like a lot of purpose in different things, but I feel oh, like yeah. it'd be hard for me to be like a CEO or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like the further that I get away from like the people, the more I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And yeah. so I would say anything where I'm just like not able to really connect with people would be hard. Yeah. Okay. One last question. When you arrive at the pearly gates, what do you want to hear the Lord say? Mm. Is it cliche? Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. Good and faithful. It's scriptural, servant. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would literally say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like adding to that, like good and faithful servant. I've heard that a lot and have read it. And a lot of the times, too, it's so easy to like chase success mm-hmm. instead of faithfulness. And the second that we like get away from that, it becomes like really consuming and really tiring emotionally yeah. and spiritually. And so just to be um, found faithful is a big thing for me yeah. that I'm having to actively believe right now yeah. yeah well you're doing a faithful work for the children of mclennan county and i appreciate so much what mentoring alliance is doing and if and how can folks get more information yes yeah, so mentoringalliance.com is our website um same thing for social media um uh, so if you go online you can find us our email addresses are there you can reach out we would love to visit with anyone who's interested in learning more um, well d-lo and thank you both so much. Thank for you being so much, thank you. We appreciate you. And thank you for fun. joining us today for Central Texas Life. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.